This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and this is day number five from Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. So it is actually Friday here. It's Friday at 12.23 p.m. That's the afternoon. Thursday morning, which would be day five as we'd refer to it, my wife and I got up at roughly 7 a.m. As of right now, I have still not yet been to sleep. And I'm going to share with you why that's the most incredible gift I could have ever possibly received. But before I do that, I need to stop for just a moment. I need to stop and ask you to tune into this with intentionality. To really be present in the moment. If you listen to it in your car, try to zone out and focus on this. If you're listening to it in your headphones and you're driving around, just stop for a second. I absolutely love you with a complete sense of of gratitude and abundance and just all the magic that is the world. I realize that after all these episodes, I've never stopped to say that to you. And I just do. The things that I get exposed to, the people I get to have conversations with, places like Rhythmia that I get to share with you are all based around you and you supporting me and what this is and what this means. And I, I just couldn't be more grateful. And that comes on the backside of last evening's fourth plant-based medicine journey. Now, there's four sequential events that happen here at Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica. Four different plant-based medicines, each of their own specific nature, specific gift. Last night was the last ceremony. And unlike the other nights, it starts at 7.30 versus 5.30. And there's reasons for that. There's ideas behind it. But there's this is a Colombian brew of ayahuasca with a Colombian traditional nature behind it. It's officially, as my wife is sharing with me from behind, sitting on our bed, it's referred to as Yahe. And the shaman was this incredible man that his grandfather is the one that, like it's been passed down from generation to generation and there was a, a picture on the altar of his grandfather and the, the meaning behind that, and it was just a whole different experience. Now, Yahe, as a whole, is the one plant-based medicine here that typically has people purging. And if you're not familiar with purging, it typically is vomiting or diarrhea. It can be laughter, it can be sadness and crying. It can be anything under the sun. And purging is essentially all those emotions that we've all swallowed for so long, they get uncoupled and have to come out, right? They they go somewhere. Now, I've been incredibly fortunate on this journey to not purge much much at all. On Wednesday, when I went to the dark side of the moon, if you will, I laughed all night. So I, I can suppose that is my side of purging, realizing the fact that I just simply don't laugh enough and I take things too seriously. Right, what, this, what this medicine has taught me is that most things that bother me are actual reflections of 
things that I wish that I had or that I had done before. And so casting that aside for just a moment, we start the ceremony at 7.30. The shamans explain to us what it is. Every shaman essentially that has guided us along the journey up to this point is also present for the ceremony. And there's just a whole different feel to this. It feels very traditional. Again, the shaman being from Colombia, there's just a different energy and aura around it. It's very traditional. And so he shares very clearly and directly that the first two hours of this experience is going to be in solitude, silence. There's going to be no conversation. There's no music playing. There's no Icaros. There's no anything like that. It's simply you and your mind, which for me excited me. I had Lindsay a little nervous about what that would be like. For me, it was incredibly exciting to be able to see what would happen. Now, side note, I was spending time with Jerry Powell yesterday, the founder of Rhythmia, and had discussed with him if anyone had ever taken nootropics, nootropics, however you'd say it, prior to a session, and what his thoughts were. Nobody that he knew had, doesn't mean they didn't, he just didn't know the outcome, and so he said, you know, go ahead and do it. You'll probably be all right. Let me know how it goes. So I did last night. I took my normal morning stack of aniracetam and paracetam and L-theanine and Nuopep and everything that I do typically in the morning, I took those at 7 p.m., right before the ceremony. And so as we get called up, there's a row of, there's a line of men and a line of women side by side as we go and get basically the sacrament, right? Go up and get our, our dosage of ayahuasca. And it's in silence, right? And it, it's, it's blessed. And this, this ayahuasca had a, a much higher concentration of vine to it. So it was more gritty, right? There was a, a pulp where the other ones have been very smooth and very easy for me to, to swallow. This had some grit to it. And so the shaman actually encouraged us, once we take the drink and swallow it down, we'd be met with a glass of water to swish around in our mouth and spit out in a bucket. Which, of course, we did right away. I don't know anybody that didn't do that. And so we spit it out, and I go lay down on the mattress. I'm skipping all over the place. It's, it's been an incredible ride. But prior to drinking the brew, we were sitting around the shaman, and he asked all of us to share our intention, to state our name and share our intention. See, so much of what this medicine does for you is it, it speaks to you with what you're looking to receive. And my intention last night was very, very simple, very clear. You see, I, I believe that I had found out who I had become. I know I had been merged back with my soul and I feel like my heart was healed. So the three main components, the three things that you would search for, I kind of checked those boxes already. And so I asked for the intention of how, show me the path to create the largest impact. Like, I want to know what that is. Now, that could mean anything, right? That could mean path for the coaching business, the podcast, for, for something I don't even know about yet. I just put it out there. And so drink and go lay down on my mattress and it's a different mattress than the other three nights because someone else has, I'll say, quote unquote, taken my spot, although there's no assigned seats on this bus. It was much different. This was nice. My wife was one mattress away from me where she'd typically been across the room, which is kind of a cool, cool thing to have that happen. And 
So we're sitting there, right? Just complete silence. And the first dose didn't really get my mind going anywhere, right? It would, there were things happening, but there were no visions. There was no upset stomach. I didn't need to purge. I was just there. But as I was there, my mind really started dialing into how I can make the biggest impact. And it's here at Rhythmia. And it's here at Rhythmia in such a way that the things that I know how to do digitally and the tribe that I have built, right, not only of clients, but you as you're listening, to help guide people here in a way that makes it impactful and affordable for them with some help from Jerry and some different things to do there. And I won't get into all the specific natures of how to set up internet marketing funnels and retargeting campaigns and affiliate channels and helping with merchant processing. Like I don't want to dive all the way into to, to this, but in the course of two hours, it's like the roadmap of what that means has now been projected right in front of me. Like I know it, I see it, I feel it, I have it. Well, after two hours, we're called back up, right? We get our second dose. And much like the first, men on one side, women on the other, I happen to be the first in line both times tonight versus last in line the night before. And he asked if I felt anything. I said, no, right? There's no, there's no anything that's happened so far. There's no visions. There's no purging. There's no anything. So we had some extra stuff to the brew and hands it over to me. I yet again drink it, swish my mouth out with water, and go lay down. As I'm laying down, things start to really ramp up for me. And they ramp up because for the next hour, right, there's some music, there's some not, there's some things going on, but I'm in my own place. I'm in my own headspace, I'm in my own zone. And all these things start rushing in of like what this entire journey has meant. And when I say journey, I'm not talking just here in Rhythmia. I'm talking like the journey of my life and my soul's progression from its origination. I realize this could be out there for you, right? If, if you would have asked me this six months ago, I would have thought it was crazy. If you would have asked me it two years ago, I, I probably would have thought I was certifiably insane. But I'm not. Like there's something here. See, merging me back to my soul essentially is that soul's regression. Like, what has happened? You see, it's, it's okay for me to finally state, like, I'm a leader. But I always have been. Like, I'm not afraid to walk out in front. And I'm very inquisitive and curious and want to share what I've learned. It's, it's just how my brain works. It's always worked that way. I want everybody to know what I know as soon as I know it so that they can also progress in their life. And I've had this incredible call to be in nature more, right? To kind of get rid of the, the confines of material possessions, not have them have the same weight upon me. Also return to nature and be outside. And I kept wanting to lay underneath the stars, right? I shared that yesterday. And so it starts coming to me. Like I can feel that early version of me. Like we're, we're talking back when there were truly tribes, right? Tribes of people inhabiting the earth that I see myself like out in this grassy knoll like this meadow and just barefoot no shirt on searching right exploring and then being able to come back and share with the village the community the tribe of what it is that I found but also be the leader in the sense of 
being the one that when people have questions, they come to me for answers and I'm able to provide them. And I realize this has always been there. This is not a new skill that I just recently acquired. The things that I had done outside of alignment in my life up until my early 30s were just that. They were outside of alignment. This has always been in me. This, this idea of coaching or this idea of a podcast, sure. You know, I say it came from the voice or it came from the source. Well, the source is me. The source is my soul's progression. And I'm realizing this. I'm realizing this. And same thing as it gets into like the things of being a warrior, right? Wake up warrior and what role that played. That played a role in the aspect that I have been a warrior. Like I'm being called back to even functional training now using steel mace, getting way more what I'll call weaponized, but weaponized in a, in a fashion in which I'm mobile and agile and can do things differently in an athletic capacity that would lend itself to being a hunter-gatherer, which also then leads into my blood type, which is O positive, which is the caveman blood type, which is the complete soul's regression back to knowing that I'm spot on exactly where I should be. And I'm figuring out all these things. And I'm figuring these out as I look over and I see my wife and she's smiling and she's got this glow about her and realizing that she truly is like my equal, my counterpart, my, my soul's mate. She's unlocked things in me that were always there, just I didn't know that, I didn't know how to tap into them. And she brought that, which is, again, healing my heart and, and all those things. She has done that, and I know that no matter what will ever happen, that'll never change. That will never go anywhere. It never has to. And so these things are coming in, in circular revelations over and over and over again. In addition to tapping back into the things with Jerry and Rhythmia and how to guide things into here, like on the backside of my coaching protocol, like is the, the touchdown, if you will, to reintegrate back into what your new life could be, there's going to be a component that brings you to Rhythmia with me I'm going to come down once a quarter, go through the whole experience with you. This will be something that it, it, it has revolutionized the way that I feel about myself and what I know to be possible by simply just being me. Like here, there are no socioeconomic standards, right? There's no, none of us are wearing watches. We don't know what time it is. We don't have our cell phones in our hand. Nobody's concerned with what car you drive. No one's concerned with what your job title is. All of those comparative measures that we all held on to for so long just don't exist here, which create the perfect environment for change and growth. And that brings me into the next part of this crazy thing that we have this necessity for definition, even in territories. Well, I think the map of the US, who decided what the state shapes were? Who gets to classify me as a, you know, I have to be a US citizen. Wouldn't I just be a citizen? Right? Someone that's a part of the global community. And all the things that comparative measures do to deflate our sense of self-worth are truly immaterial. Like they're the worst thing that could have ever happened. And I get it, right? We live in a material society. We live in a, a place in which if I drive a better car than you, it's assumed that I make more money than you. And there's all these assumptions. I'm going to encourage you to stop caring. None of that shit matters. It never has. Certainly it did for me for a period of time, but it, it actually never has really mattered. And so as we tweak and go throughout the night, eventually now the women are called up in a semicircle around the shaman. And it's not just the shaman. He's got six or seven people assisting him. This is a whole production. And 
while I'm in my my mental space and in my zone and, and doing whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Still on my mattress, haven't purged, don't feel sick. Like there's sounds coming and there's stomping on the ground and there's rustling of leaves and there's blowing of oils. There's all these things going on and I it's so dark in the room. I'm catching it, but I don't exactly know what's going on. I can just feel the energy. It's like the minute that starts, I'm laying on my back on the bed and I can feel it. And so I look and I can't quite make out what's going on because my vision's distorted. And so I get back into my, I'll call it dreamlike state. I get back to focusing on me and what all this really means. My period of additional time passes, don't know how long. And one of the assistant shamans, right? One of the, I don't know, even know the, the proper term, comes up and taps me on the arm because like it's, it's, it's the men's time. And so now I'm up in the semicircle. You know, with another 25 men or so. And at this point, as I'm looking out the window of the Maloka, you can see blue in the background. The sun is not fully risen yet, but knowing that the sun rises around 5.30 or 6 here, I can assume it's somewhere between 4 and 4.30. Like, we are more towards the light side of the day than the dark. And so now, it's my turn for the same process the women went through. And this process is just something different. Right, this, this process is, is referred to as not a cleanse, a healing, a healing. I was looking to my wife. I phoned a friend on that one. It's called a healing. And we're sitting you know, shoulder to shoulder, us men. The, the head shaman comes around and is chanting things as he's hitting, touching us with this series of bamboo. It's soaked in oil and he's rubbing oil and he's saying things. And then the additional shamans come around and all this is going on where there's live music playing in a, a, in a tongue that I don't know what it is. But between the music and the oils and the chants and then the stomping on the ground, right? Like the rhythmic beating of a drum, you can just feel like finally being alive. Like that everything is gone. All the stuff. It's like the, the previous three days had to build into that moment in time to have it be that like you just put back together. Like with true love and abundance, like there's nothing left of the old stuff. The shame, the guilt, the not good enough, the, the things, the stories, the not understanding, the why did all this happen? It's gone. It does not exist. And for the moment, it's like a rebirth. It's like for the first time in my life, I can see. And so this process takes maybe a half hour or 40 minutes. The sun is now risen in the sky. And us men are through that process where there's this bonding that's happened with the people that are at this event at the same time that I am that is really you know a soul's contract at some point we've been through some iteration of this before and there's this overwhelming sense of completion and unity across us so it's with tons of gratitude and love in our hearts that we're hugging each other and there's just like this warmth and this glow and this love of knowing what we have been through and knowing what we now get to go share with the world and it is a, a feeling that I can't fully articulate and put into words. Like it's enough that it was bringing tears to my eyes as I was going through it and not tears of, of sorrow, but tears of just true, like I'm home, which also kept coming to me in my visions, my, my dreams, the experience is like, this is what life is actually supposed to be. I'm supposed to be here, right? The whole idea of being here now means something completely different to me in this moment because 
I'm laying and it's like the warmth and the sun and the unity and the environment and the carefree nature of what's going on, but also with an incredible amount of intensity and, and direct focus on what is going on. It's just like, this is, this is it. And so I, I know I've known that from past days, right? I've shared that with my wife each day and it's, it's just so different. Whereas like I knew I had to start bringing people here. I knew I had to have people that come to an event of mine or people that go through a coaching protocol. I knew I had to bring them here once a quarter. Like I, I felt that I shared that with my wife last night as we're walking back to the, to the room and this morning, right? It, but it keeps going deeper. It's like, okay, once a quarter is great, but how much more can I do? How much more can I pour into this? How much more can I bring people here? Because this for the expense, right? And we'll just cover that right now. Base level expense for this, it's about 4,000 bucks. It's set, it's what, seven nights, eight days. It's all the food. It's all the, the amenities. It's three colon cleanses. It's a massage. It's classes. It's breath work. It's training. It's four plant-based medicine ceremonies. It's everything total. I don't know very many places you go to a five-star resort with this much enlightenment and awakening for that little amount of money. Now, I don't know what's going to come from my conversation with Jerry, so I'm not going to overpromise and underdeliver. What I do know is there's going to be a part of this that keeps playing into what it is that I do where I will keep coming back because it's so profound. And so I've been looking for my wife for the majority of the night. I kept glancing over and she wasn't on her bed and she wasn't on her bed and it's dark, right? And I'm in my own zone, so I'm not worried about where she's at. I just, I know she's not around. And so we're done with our part of the ceremony and all of us men have our shirts off and all the things that are going on. We've hugged each other and I look and I see her over talking to some of our our new friends from this event. I go up and I just get to, to hug her and just feel like to feel every ounce of love that can exist between two people. I get to feel in that exact moment, like a different type of feeling, not a feeling of, I want to ravish you or rip your clothes off. Or it's just like that our souls are bonded as one. Now I didn't realize at that point that the medicine from tonight, last night now actually had her purging some for the first time, right? She'd not purge much at all. And this is uh, we'll call it nature's laxative. And so she had spent the majority of the evening in and out of the bathroom. Not uncommon. The majority of the people in the group did. And so the shaman calls up one last group for their, for their healing. Now at this point, it's 6.15, 6.30 in the morning, maybe a little bit later, where now I get to watch her from my bed go through this. So I get to be a spectator in the daylight to my wife getting the healing and just seeing like the things just getting washed away, like pulled, pulled out. And she has her own things, whatever those are, there's just a different aura about her that I can now see and seeing the women next to her, like some are breaking down in tears and it's not just women, it's men too, because it's like all the stuff that they've all carried is gone, like truly, truly gone. So that, that concludes and then we get to just relax for a little bit and to give or take seven o'clock and Lindsay's laying on my bed next to me and in the Maloka, right? And everybody's, this is just a different energy, right? There's no more nerves. There's no more tension. There's no more fear. And there's this incredible sense of lightness for all of us. 
And eventually the shaman comes back in, the assistant shamans, and we, we spend time putting a bow on the experience, right? He gets really deep into the whys and the hows of what's went on, the history behind the medicine, all the pieces and parts, why he was wearing the garb that he was wearing, what, what the different things mean that he was doing, while also answering other people's questions about their own experience. You see, this whole nature that we have to compare is actually completely broken down with this medicine. The experience that I went through this week is completely unique and divine to me. What my wife went through is nothing like what I went through, and it's nothing like the other 60 people that were here. And to start with, like when we come on day one and people are sharing, like, I got this, I got that, I saw this vision, I, and I'm sitting there scratching my head like, I didn't get anything. I literally, I just had a nada. Nothing happened for me. Well, feeling that is triggering an insecurity, right? Which had been the story of my life for as long as I can remember is that I always was, I always have been insecure. Never good enough. I'm never quite right. Like, what if these people don't like me? What if I don't fit in? I'll just blend into the background. And so the, the medicine had been showing me that I could end that story. I couldn't see it until now. I didn't realize that was ha what happened in day one, but I know it had to, like that had to happen so that I could disassociate with that ego and the necessity of comparison because I'm just me. I don't want to be anybody else. Just like you shouldn't want to be anybody else. You can have aspirations for more than you have now, but it should be things that are divinely important to you, not based off societal standards or what your next door neighbors have. But see, I wouldn't have fully embodied that until right now. And as I get into day two, when it, it's that deep introspective part where you know I'm sharing that my wife has healed all these pieces and parts and that maybe the, the three things that we need to get, right? The show me, show me you know, who I've become and merge me back to my soul at any cost and heal my heart, that maybe she had actually completed all those. So maybe this isn't my mission, right? Because I haven't purged yet. And I'm, I got the nada on day one and I'm really deep and introspective on day two. It's like, well, you know, my journey is just different. I should have been a little more heightened in my awareness, realizing that was what day one was really teaching me, was to break down comparison, but I wasn't quite there yet. Then we bounce over into day three of the plant-based medicine. You know, the part where I completely blast off, like I'm out of my mind. No idea what's going on, crawling around outside, feeling the grass. That's actually bringing me back to my soul and killing my old self, like all happening in the same time because I, I'm drawn into the nature side of things. I know that's a part of me, but I feel like I'm on the dark side of the moon trapped in this beautiful place of the in-between, right? The control tower versus the actual physical body. Well, it's a fact of I'm bigger than my body. Like I get it. I get all this. And then in the fourth day, to be able to see all these gifts and be given the idea of how I'm going to make an impact, right? What the path to impact really is. Sure, it's coaching and it's helping and it's evolving my practice and the modalities that I practice and preach and the new ones that will come in, but it's also this plant medicine and why it has to be integrated in a way, it doesn't have to, but it really does have to, right? There's been 5,000 people through this door. I can't imagine what would happen if 50,000 people came through or 100,000 people came through, right? The, the world is different then. Like there's this heightened sense of awareness of what's possible when you shell and get rid of the stories from your youth, but not only this youth, the youth of generations. The, the, the youth of your entire lineage happens by talking to Mother Ayahuasca. 
And it's something that if there's bias that you have come into the situation, like, oh, it, it's just a drug, right? It, it's, just, it's just a drug. You're just going down to get high. That couldn't be further from the truth. The ceremonious nature of how this is all transacted, the sacred sacrament, the way that it is honored and respected, what's been passed down from generation to generation, as well as the fact it is the most natural thing in the world that comes from the earth. It is literally the sacred geometry of the earth in a bucket. And when you take it, it just taps into a different part of who you are. And all this comes to light. Then eventually, like I'm covered in all this stuff, I've had my shirt off for half the night, got stuff in my hair, but it's finally breakfast time, right? It's nine o'clock, we still haven't been to bed yet, so go over and get breakfast. Incredible cafe, right? Roots, that's what it's called here, farm to table food, all organic, all healthy, all natural. But before that, I want to hop in the pool, which is adjacent to, to Roots, so I do that to wash off some of the stuff, wakes me up right away, I feel great, eat a bunch of breakfast, spend some time with, with Christian, one of the guys that I interviewed for the show, the head of the, the I call it the, the breathing expert here on, on site, also one of the guys that specializes in NovaCell, the stem cells treatment and therapy. Spend time talking to him. Lindsay comes back to the room. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then I come back to the room, use the restroom for the first time all evening, answer some emails, catch up on some stuff, and haven't been to bed yet. Have a meeting with Jerry in an hour and... 10 minutes and just couldn't be happier with what my life really is. Like all this stuff just doesn't matter that the need to push and push and push is pointless. What I need to do is just keep showing up as me. Keep being exactly who I am. Keep remembering what I have been through. Keep knowing that I'm a leader and not being afraid to say that, but not being able, not being afraid to own and embody that. Right, This whole thing of find, own, embody, and scale that has come to me over the past month that I've said over and over and over again that that's what this coaching practice really is to me. I help people find, then own, then embody, and then scale their ideal life. I just did it here. And I'm going to come back and do it more because there's just something different that happens. There's a different bond. There's a different unity. There's a different path that gets to be walked by coming here specifically having every variable taken care of and thought of for you, feeling completely safe and protected, medical doctors on staff, psychologists on staff, completely staffed um, like ER and everything you could ever need in case something were to go wrong, which it doesn't. You just feel so connected and peaceful. The rest of yesterday was a little bit of a blur with two interviews. Jerry Powell, the founder of Rhythmia, also... Jeff, whose name is escaping me, but he's actually the, the psychiatrist, psychologist on staff, uh, one of the founding members here. He was actually here for two years in this resort, in this compound by himself, setting up all the things legally with the Department of Health here in Costa Rica to make this a medical facility as Costa Rica defines it. Yesterday is one of those days that will forever have changed my life. The feeling of connection to my wife, the feeling of connection to myself, the feeling of connection to the, the tribe and the group that are here. There is just nothing like what I went through. And there'll be more on this because more pieces will keep coming to me. It's not from a place of being out of my mind right now. It's just there was so much to download that I know there's going to be more pivotal pieces that I'll, I'll feel compelled to share. But if you'd like more information on Rhythmia, 
or my experience, please shoot me an email, ryan at lifeoptimizationgroup.com. We're looking basically 12 weeks, uh, probably 11 weeks from when this airs, to plan a group trip back here. The goal is to have 10 people, maybe it'll be 15, and, and bring a tribe and a unity of people together that are already connected based off my words, my leading, and knowing that there's something greater inside of you that's calling you. If you email me, I will help figure out a way to get you here. Immaterial of the ability to spend the disposable income. I don't know what that looks like. But there will be a way to figure it out. And as we figure that out, I'm going to encourage you to go out today and get shit done.